once. I, I, I like that. Hi, guys. Feel free to turn around properly if you're... Uh, okay. Uh, sounds blooming good. You, you seem the most uh, least surprised out of this group of friends that comedy is happening. Uh, what's your name here? What's it? Uh, that was I. I cannot even conceive, even speak to anybody else other than you. That is uh, you. Yeah, the one in the mouthful. What? Sorry, Louise. Uh, my, my sister's name is Louise. Uh. Fun, completely irrelevant. Uh, what did you do, Louise? Uh, I'm a PhD student. Ah. Oh. oh. <laughs> what flavour of PhD? What are we talking? English literature. Oh, so you've taken the already stigma of having an English lit degree and just put in that further. That is fair play. Well, what's your... What's your so, books. <laughs> I don't want to come across as too much of an expert and leave everybody else out here. Uh, books or plays? Books. books. Uh, f- Favourite novel? Oh, so many. Uh, <laughs> or none of them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's reassuring to hear. That's... Uh, the, the 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 wonder truly lost or what what an excellent theme for this evening that is uh, that's great um so you, is this all PhD students here yeah yeah uh, oh uh, yeah it's uh, oh, so you're doing English or yeah. fair play hey guys get your literary references out uh, these guys this will appreciate I've um I've got a couple of jokes about books yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I read a book this week um, called uh, How to Lie and Get Away With It. Uh, How to Lie and Get Away With It. Uh, or Did I? And uh, that's... Uh, no, I, I, I can't. I, I can't. I, I, I didn't. Uh, uh, that's fun. Uh, I, I, I did learn some things this week. I, um, I genuinely, this week, I learned for the first time what the Mile High Club was. Uh, the Mile High Club, I genuinely didn't know. Um, but yeah, the Mile High Club, I, I, it's, it's when you have sex in a plane. I, I, I didn't quite get what's so special about it. Especially, it's just doing something so sort of sexual on public transport. Like, uh, I've, ha- I've had a wank on a train. Uh, where is my club? Uh, I, if I, I've, come up with, I've created the club. Its name is Virgin Trains. Uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the first joke of the evening. Um, yeah, no, but I, I, I like learning. I appreciate PhD. I'm a student myself. Nothing quite as prestigious as that. But um, I, I like learning. I, and also, being in Bristol, I'm, I, you meet a lot of different people and like people with different backgrounds. And I think you can tell quite a lot of people. I've learned some things about the way people talk. That's how you can make judgments from them. Like, if someone um, sounds very like, like this, they probably earned a lot of money. And if someone talks like this, might. Uh, that means they're probably Australian. And if someone sounds like... Uh, that means they're my mum on a Friday night. I've learnt that. Uh, that's, that's what I've learnt this week. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, good, it's good, though. Um, is it your first time in this next act? Oh, yo, dear. That is... So we've got some first-timers here. Okay, so, so, so the first-timers don't know that I come on, tell the three jokes I write a week, uh, and then get off. Uh, and then we have some fantastic comedians for you all the way through the night. That sound good? Yeah. I, I, I will admit that sounds more muted than when I first came on. Uh, which, which any comedian will tell you, that is the compare's job. Just to take that, to take that excitement, bring it down several notches, uh, and then hope for the best. Um, oh, dearie me. This, this, this is going to be good. I've got, it's a really fantastic lineup for you tonight. Like, this is bloody hell of you guys chosen the, uh, good night to come. Um, no slight on other nights. 
for this night's excellent, yeah. Um, and uh, without much further ado, um, are you ready for your first act? Okay, this guy's name's Ted Miller. He's my housemate. He's absolutely fantastic. Get here, go walking from this side of this table round over here. Oh, for fuck's sake! Now you turn away. Uh, right, I, I, I need to start the applause. This table here. Yeah, I, I bring it around. Go walk across with Mr. Ted Milligan. Hello, everyone. How are you all doing? We're good. Hey. Hi, everyone. Right. Um, thank you very much. Now, um, so I like to. Uh, learn how to adjust the mic stand. I like to uh, pretend to be other people. Uh, I call it acting. The judge called it identity theft, but whatever. Uh, but I, so what I like to do, if I learn anything from my parents, it's that uh, no one wants to see you on stage, Ted. And they are, they are right, because I'm not that interesting, because I, I have ADHD. Uh, for those of you that don't know what ADHD is, uh, it, it basically means that I am... Um, my God, sir, I think I've got that jumper too. God, that's fantastic. That's lovely. Did you buy it from the same charity shop or...? Oh, sorry, sorry, I get distracted. Um, a lot of people don't know what ADHD is, though. I, I told my grandparents recently I had ADHD, and they were like, oh, I think, I think we've got ADHD, too. And my grandma was like, no, Peter, we've got Sky. So, <laughs> generational shift. So, what I thought I'd do for you instead tonight, if it's all right, is I thought I'd do some characters. You up for that? Characters here. Good, because then I'll go, so that's all right. Um, and don't, don't worry. Don't worry about me being not a good actor, okay? Because, like, I can... Hello. Goodbye. I can do it all. Got range. Um, Hi, I'm Reverend James Graham, and I'm running to be your MP. There's no I in God, (laughs) and there's also no I in MP. Where would you put it? (laughs) IMP? MPI? MIP? (laughs) It's not there. I'm running on a platform of clean energy, better buses, and extraditing all the sinful. Yes, you heard that right. New buses! <laughs> there are three things I believe in. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I also believe in cremating all the Satanists. They'll burn, first here, then in hell. Though the Lord is my shepherd, agricultural policy is in dire need of reform. I'd also bring back tithes. Well, a vote for James Graham is a vote for God. And Why would you want to vote against God? Now I say, that's James Graham, thank you very much. I don't really know anything about reverends uh, at all. Uh, all my sort of references come from television. Uh, I'm a big TV fan. 40 inches and above, they're my favourites. But uh, my favourite TV character when I was younger, and I loved him, was, uh, was Batman. Hey, YouTubers, what's up? It's your boy, Batman. Uh, welcome back to my daily vlog. Uh, okay, first couple of things to say. Uh, sorry if you tried to tune in to my last video of me poning punks, but there was some difficulty with the licensing. Uh, I didn't realise the song Eye of the Tiger wasn't in the public domain. Uh, but it's okay, because I'm going to re-upload it and change the word tiger to bat. Uh, what a week I've had, YouTube. So, uh, firstly, Riddler escapes from Arkham Asylum, and that's my problem. Then Penguin tries to blow up Commissioner Gordon. Thirdly, my parents are still dead. It's just been really tough, guys. Uh, and also this week it was really hard because uh, I heard Superman sort of trash-talking me on his podcast. Uh, he was saying I wasn't like a good enough boyfriend to Catwoman. I didn't realise he was Mr. Man of Steal Your Girl. Ugh. But uh, it's all right, though, guys, because I-, I got some hot gossip. Uh, Robin came into the cave a bit late last night, quite drunk. Rolled about everywhere, fell down on the floor. I'll be uploading that video to my Twitter at Batman uh, under the hashtag Boy Blunder. But he was telling me he 
I think there's another bird in the nest. So uh, I think he pulled. Uh, if you have any ideas who it is, uh, use the hashtag Robin Bodies together and we'll try and find out. Um, last thing to say, the winner of the giveaway is Two-Face98. Uh, do come and collect your prize from Wayne Manor for no reason. Um, just a good friend. Um, anyway, uh, and stay tuned next week for my interview with Cage the Elephant. Thanks very much. Namaste. So that's Batman. Oh, Batman. Um, uh, I... Yeah, I, I, I love comic books. I used to, clearly, uh, I used to uh, go and wait outside a store every week to, you know, go and get the new comics. The thing is, I come from a long line of people who like to wait in queues. So I've always enjoyed that. Um, but I think, we, so you guys have been very lovely, very kind. Um, and that was very nice because I, um, I'll just do one more character and then I'll go. But uh, I, went, I went through a breakup this week. Um, it was really awkward because it wasn't mine. I was just walking straight down the street and like, there's something between us. I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> No, it's all right. I do actually have a girlfriend. She's very lovely. I love her a lot. But she's a bit, you know, you know, you know. she's a crab, um, which is <laughs> what I mean. But anyway, um, I did, one thing I did do uh, this month is I quit drinking um, completely. Uh, not all fluids, but uh, alcohol. Uh, mainly because for many different mental and physical health reasons, it's good. But also because I was really inspired by those PSAs I used to do, like PSHE at school. Maybe you remember them. So my last character, which is a new one I'm just trying, is... Uh, uh, is uh, one of those PSAs in school. So, uh, yeah, let me enjoy. All right, guys, uh, my name is uh, Mr. Smith, and uh, I'm going to be teaching you about alcohol and drugs. Uh, could anyone, does everyone know what alcohol is here? Any kids, you know, good? Uh, okay, so I thought the best way with these sort of things is to sort of, Uh, that I think is going to help in, in showing you the dangers of, of alcohol and, and drugs. Um, so, so let's imagine you're at a cool party with your friends. And your mate, your mate Tony, maybe your mate Tony says, hey, do you want, do you want a San Miguel? So you're, mm. Oh, that's so good. Oh. So you have a San Miguel. And then your mate, mate Michael goes, hey, why don't you also have a San Miguel? So... So, nice. so then you've had two San Miguel's at the party and it's getting a bit fun. Hat goes to the side. And then so your mate Mickey comes up. And Mickey, you know Mickey. He's like, why don't we do shots of vodka? So then, so this, if you were at a party, kids, this is like probably what would happen. Uh, uh, Milo, could you pay attention, please? It's just, this is really disrespectful. I've just prepared the whole thing. Okay. Uh, this is like 19 pounds. Thank you, Marlo. So, yeah, party. Everyone's, everyone's there, like Cassie and Jane. And someone goes like, hey, let, let's have a shot. So, yeah, have a shot. And then let's have another shot. And then maybe like four more. Just to, you know, really get into the party atmosphere. And then, then maybe your mate, Chris, maybe. I'm just saying maybe this might happen. Your mate Chris comes up and says, hey, would you like some of this? And you're like, oh, well, maybe just a little bit. And it is... Mm, it is some of that really good stuff. Milo, Milo, can you please pay attention? This is really good stuff. It wasn't cheap. Thank you, Milo. So then, you know, and the night, the night just keeps going, and it's the best night ever. Uh, Milo, right. Okay, all the drugs have fallen everywhere. Um, that'll be fun. Milo, can you uh, see me after class? Um, thank you very much. Oh, also, could uh, Jimmy Escobar please see me after class for a chat? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, that's my last character. Thank- I've been 10 minutes again. Have a lovely rest of your evening. And thanks, Alex, for having me. Bye.
Ted Milligan, everybody. <laughs> Give that applause to Mike. try and clear this up. And bring on your, ne- your next time, Miss Josie Nixon. Exciting. Hello. God, is Ted as short as this? Okay. Um, how's everyone doing? You good? Yeah. Yeah? Good. That was uh, fairly vocal. I'm feeling... Uh, a lot of shame and embarrassment rushing through me right now, which I wasn't here before I came into the pub, but I'm just having a bit of a cringe attack because I went into the toilets. Have you guys been to the toilets down here? 100% didn't see the sign that said gents. So I just want to do a little public service apology to <laughs> all of the men uh, because I went into a cubicle. I saw the urinal and I thought, that's a strange bit of wall. Uh <laughs> went into the cubicle, came out, and there was like a couple of very uncomfortable men uh, and their dicks were shrinking back into their bodies as they saw me emerge. So I just want to say sorry if that was any of you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, my name's Jessie. Happy to be here on a nice Sunday night. Um, I'm uh, looking for a boyfriend, actually, Sean Walsh, if you're up for it. Um, <laughs> uh even though that's probably your partner standing behind you. <laughs> Sorry. No, like, I'm just on the lookout for a boyfriend. It's really hard, though. You'd think in Bristol it'd be easy. I'm a local. I should know what I'm doing. Been walking around Stokes Croft with my tits out talking about recycling, but it's not, it's not doing it. But I'm, like, you know, just perpetually on the lookout for the D, you know? Did a gig the other day, and everyone, the average age was about 55, and nobody knew what the D was. And they were like, hockey, is it hockey? <laughs> You're a hockey player? No, I'm looking for some dick, Miriam. Uh, <laughs> calling me Reginald D. Hunter up in here. Uh, <laughs> getting a bit desperate, though, uh, now. Um, I went to go get the contraceptive implant just the other day, but not because I'm having loads of regular sex. I just really wanted to feel involved. <laughs> you know? um, but in all seriousness, Sean, <laughs> call me Amazon, because I'm tracking your package. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hard to um it's hard to know where to where to be aiming though in terms of the dating scene you know like cuz we've all got the kind of um nonverbal rating system from 1 to 10 and it's not a good rating system I don't approve of it but it's very much there and I I don't really know where I stand on it you know like am I a Am I a three? Am I a four? I don't know. Like uh, Sometimes I think to myself, you know, Jesse, you're fit, you're tall, you should quit your job, move to Australia, become a model, but then I think maybe I'll look shit upside down. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm a, like a five, like an average, like a five. I don't know. Like I'm, I f- I'm not fishing for compliments. You know, I d- the, fives, the fives, right, they lack um, conviction. Right, because I did have a... I had an ex-boyfriend who was a five, so I did. Um, but he never used to kind of... Fuck me like he hated me, you know. More hated me like he fucked me, which was <laughs> quietly and quite a lot. <laughs> but then maybe I'm being too hard on myself, you know, I don't know, like maybe a six, a six, I don't know, a six. I think most comedians you'll meet will identify as sixes, you know, because we're insecure enough to crave your attention, but arrogant enough to assume we can do it on a rug uh, by making you laugh. I don't know. And they say you are what you eat, but I don't remember eating someone who was broadly adequate. <laughs> like, we all want to be a 10, don't we? We all want to be a 10. Anyone here identify as a 10? No? The 10s, they wouldn't even be here. This isn't cool enough for them. They're all sucking each other off in an ice bath. I don't know. I don't know what 10s do. 
just made that up. But they could be. We wouldn't know because we're not them. Uh, the tens, they're not like us though. Like they, the tens, right? You can always tell because they tell the hairdresser if they don't like their haircut. <laughs> but they never don't like their haircut because they're a ten. You know, a, a ten can take a pube on a scalp and make it into a statement, you know? They don't smell like us. They smell of confidence and Listerine. They don't need to shower. It's different. Again, I had a boyfriend. He was a 10. Always had really um, sweaty balls. Yeah. <laughs> you know the struggle. <laughs> but let me ask you this. Would you rather... Actually, this is something to ponder over. You, this is, I'm giving you food for thought for the rest of the evening. Would you rather ha- have a, a sexual partner who had, for the rest of his life, really hot balls or really cold balls? <laughs> I think I agree, but I'm not sure. I think balls are like one of the only things that should be served like tepid. You know? <laughs> That's I want tepid testicles. Uh, anyway, yeah, he was a 10, so he always just told me his sweaty balls were, like, self-lubricating, and we all just got on with it. That's how it is when you're a 10. That's how it, I ruined the punchline at, uh, to do this fun piece of crowd work. But I think uh, we've, we've learned, though. We've learned, haven't we? We've learned cold balls, gents. Uh, <laughs> but I did have a... I had an ex-boyfriend. Um, uh, he, he, th- he, th- he thought he was a 10. Um, and uh, he used to say really weird things all the time. Uh, and I will now regale you with some of the things he used to say. Uh, like, so what, for context, right? One time, uh, we just had sex. Yeah, not a virgin. Uh, <laughs> my bike broke my hymen. Uh, <laughs> we just had sex. And in, uh, instead of, you know, ejaculating, uh, he did the absolutely classic move. <laughs> Such a classic move. He just had a nosebleed on my face. <laughs> Woohoo! And I remember thinking, wow, this semen really lacks the viscosity of your average ejaculate. Uh, but also, love is nothing more than a chemical imbalance hyperbolized by an inherently consumerist society. No, this is definitely blood. And he told me he was sapiosexual. And sapiosexual means you're not attracted to somebody's physical attributes. You're attracted to their brain. And dating a sapiosexual is a whole different kettle of fish, let me tell you, because their whole attraction to you is based on how intelligent they perceive you to be. And it's tricky. I didn't know where the line was. How ugly can I allow myself to become before it becomes disproportionate to how well-read he thinks I am? You know, It was difficult. It was Sometimes I didn't manage it. We'd have to stop sexting as soon as I misplaced an apostrophe. It was a nightmare. You know, Have you ever tried maintaining someone else's erection based on your own intellect? Can't be done. There's only so many sonnets you can recite during a lap dance, you know? And, like, he struggled erectilely, you know? Like, I could most of the time only manage a semi off of him. Um, but then I started calling it Schrodinger's cock. And because that was such a clever joke, <laughs> I usually got an absolute throbber off him. Uh, but in the end, I had to kind of um, slowly put him off me, you know, because I didn't have the balls to break up with him. So I just had to pretend I was stupid forever. Uh, so I told him I thought carpe diem meant ten fish. <laughs> told him I thought a towpath was just a smaller footpath <laughs> told him I thought Brexit was a good idea boom that's fire <laughs> woohoo pretty hot on the Saturday watch out 
that's the satire. Um, yeah, it was hard. It was hard. Um, but I think I just, I get really, I get really bored of being middle of the road, you know, cause like I think I, I do, I identify as a six and that is, is pretty boring, isn't it? And I just feel like everything about me is so run of the mill. You know, even my class is middle, you know. <laughs> Never done that, even done it well, you know, never ha- had a had a Volvo or milked an almond, you know. <laughs> never made vegan tagines in my courgette emporium, you know. I don't know, it's hard. And even, like, my spiritual beliefs, they're really, ag- like, boring as well. Like, I'm agnostic, um, which I think is kind of the, the cop-out of, of religions, isn't it? I think agnosticism is kind of the theological equivalent of just going downstairs really late at night. And opening the fridge door, and staring inside, and then just shutting it again. <laughs> I'll look later when I'm dead. <laughs> I don't know. And like my, I, even my body, right? Even my body's run of the mill. Like, am I fat? Am I thin? Don't answer, kiddo. But like, I just feel like I'm not fat enough for it to be my thing. You know, like I'm not fat enough to be in this special bit of Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> feel like I've got to either, you know, put on enough weight that I start to appeal to a really specific demographic of fat fetishists, uh, or lose enough weight that I start getting fingered in Subway again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it runs in the family, the fat thing, it really does, like, <laughs> um, my cat is really fat, like, he's so fat he can't even wash himself. So he's got dreadlocks, no joke. I spent my 22nd birthday shaving my cat. Because I had to sit him down and say to him, I said, Toby, listen, as a white cat with dreadlocks, just feel that you potentially run the risk of being offensive to other cats for whom dreadlocks hold particular religious or cultural significance. That's all I'm saying. And he just kept uh, licking his own asshole and screaming, <laughs> which is what happens when you confront a racist. But um, I, I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist. Uh, proper, proper feminist. Don't even have a favourite Spice Girl. I mean, come on. Uh, and I feel like feminism, you know. Uh, we've got some stuff to hash out, and one of those things is, is like catcalling and street harassment. Like, I feel a bit contentious about that because I feel like it could be it could be beneficial for both parties if it was done in the right way. You know, it could be a lot more wholesome. Here, Jeff, check out the work ethic on that. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Oi, love, I give you one. If one was the quantitative term for love and respect. <laughs> oi, oi. Show us your curriculum vitae. <laughs> I don't know. It's tricky. But, like, I, I was wondering why men do catcalling. Um, you know, what's uh, what's the deal with that? And, and and I asked a friend, and he said he thought it was because of morning wood. He said, apparently, waking up with an erection is really cumbersome and leads to a lot of pent-up sexual frustration, and that's why men end up catcalling. And I thought, how is my morning different? That means I don't do that. What do I do? Well, wake up, which we all do. Until we don't. <laughs> and I uh, go into the bathroom, stare at my tits until I hate them. <laughs> you can laugh, it's okay. It's just it's just fact, isn't it? Uh, and then I go into the shower and have a bit of a cry, because if you cry in the shower, you can pretend it's just the shower. Uh, and then I walk to work uh, and just trip over the wage gap, because it's, it's hard to see, but it is there. Um <laughs> And then I get to work, and uh-oh, my period's here. I'm going to have to ask Karen for a tampon because my organs are falling out of my genitals again. <laughs> and despite all of that, I still have the mental wherewithal not to shout, Nice dick! Yeah. At men that I see in the street. And why is that? It's 
because I do it here and now, isn't it? So let me just say, <laughs> nice dick. And you there, cheeky? Nice dick. And Sean Walsh, how could I forget you? Don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, guys, you've been lovely. I've been Jesse. Good night. Jesse next, everybody. Now keep that going for Dan Hirschbein. Thank you very much. How's it going? Good, good. So I got a new look. What do you think, guys? Thank you. A bit rounder than I'd originally wanted. Um, but it's a look that wouldn't have been out of place in a game of Guess Who. Um, good for the podcast, I know. Um, you can just imagine it. Does he have glasses? Tick. Does he wear a hat? Tick. Does he have a beard? Tick. Does he look like a recently divorced magician? tick. Anyway, I've been looking at changing my, my look, and uh, I thought, well, what I'll do is I will uh, I'll shave my hair, I'll shave my beard, lose a couple of stone. Boy, I've got really heavy hair. <laughs> so, um, I had a big birthday this year. Big birthday. Any guesses, anyone? Any guesses? 20. I love you. <laughs> any more? Any more guesses? No? I turned 40 this year, guys. Thank you. So you literally guessed that I was half the age I am. That's very nice. Oh, That's very nice. Um, I came to the conclusion tonight that uh, Alex, your host, I could legitimately be his dad. Uh, sorry, illegitimately. <laughs> um, so I have two kids. I have an 11-year-old and I have a 6-year-old. And one of them uh, said to me the other day, um, he said, I, I've got a joke. I've, I've made up a joke. And I don't know if any of you guys have got kids. I'm guessing probably not, <laughs> looking at the demographic. Um, I tend to not get my hopes up too high when my children say they've got jokes because, you know, the standard's not quite there. Um, <laughs> harsh, I know. They've got to learn the hard way. Um, so uh, he, he intrigued me, though, because he said the joke. He goes, Dad, is it all right? It's got a swear word in. And I thought, huh, ears pricked. I thought, okay, go on then, hit me with it. And he went to me, he went, what's the worst knife? I said, don't know, what's the worst knife? And he went, a machete. <laughs> <laughs> and that joke legitimately gets more laughs than any of my material. So <laughs> and my younger son came up with a joke as well, which was, why did the chicken cross the road bum bum poo poo? <laughs> I was harsh on him. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so we, I had a bad week last week. Yeah, more sympathy than that. Come on. I got my, uh, I got my wiener trapped in my uh, flies. Oh, I learned two things that day. Uh, the first is don't name your cat wiener. Um, I used to work in a shop called CEX. Do you guys know CEX? Yeah. Uh, I was a manager there and we were recruiting and, um, we, I, I had some CVs in and the, uh, standard of 
people that we used to take on was uh, not massively. It was kind of minimum wage, so it's what you kind of expect. So I, I rung up this guy who I had a CV for, and um, I said, uh, I said, hi, um, I'm Dan from CEX. Um, I've got your CV in front of me. Would you be able to come in for an interview sometime? And he just, he, I heard down the phone, he went, no. he went. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is ten o'clock in the morning. He sounded stoned. <laughs> um, I said, okay. Uh, how about next Wednesday at, at ten o'clock? And he went, yeah, yeah. Um, who who was it again? I went, Dan from CEX. And he said, how do you spell that? <laughs> God, yeah. Anyway, um, I when I was in CEX, um, I <laughs> this first part isn't particularly funny, um, but. <laughs> Um, I got held at uh, knife point. Guy comes in. Guy comes in. This is absolutely true. Guy comes in, speaks to a colleague of mine who stood just over there on another till. And um, Tom, uh, my, my part-timer, comes up to me and he goes, Dan, you really need to uh, speak to this guy. I went, I'll just finish off here. And he went, no, you really need to come now. So I, I wander over, see this guy, and say, how can I help? And he, he looks at me, dead in the eye, and he goes, I've got a knife. I'm not afraid to use it. Give me all the notes out your till. Now, no, I didn't think that was funny either. Um, um, so, and at the time it wasn't. It was later that it transpired that what had happened is he'd come into the shop and Tom was serving and he's gone to Tom. He's gone, I've got a knife in my pocket. I've got a knife here. I'm not afraid to use it. Give me all the notes out your till. And Tom's gone, let me get authorization from the manager. <laughs> anyway, I'll leave you on this one. Um, there's three things I stick to in life. The first, treat others as if you, how you want to be treated yourself. The second is live each day to its fullest. The third, leather sofas. Thank you very much. <laughs> My dad, everybody! Uh, oh right, uh, yes! Uh, and, that, and that is the end of uh, the first third. Uh, uh, um, yeah, so go grab yourself a drink. We'll be back with more, more fantastic comedians. Hey! Everybody put your hands together for the return of your host, Alex Kitson! <laughs> oh, fantastic. We'll... we'll Cheers, mate. Thank you. I don't even know who you are, but I love you already. What's your name? What's Dom. Oh, Dom. Who are you, Dom? Who are you here with? Who's this? Who's these? Yeah, absolutely lovely bunch. Are you? How do you know each other? Are you local? Are you local uh... and work friends. Oh, nice one. Work friends. Where, where do you work? Temple Meads. Temple Meads. Heard of it. Heard of it. Uh, so I've, I've taken trains there. I don't know if that's yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, fair play. Temple Meads night out. Is this? You're all train drivers. Okay, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> so big train drivers night out, and you weren't here in the first third. That that makes sense. Yeah, that's a bit late. Uh, uh, sorry, that's cheap, but 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 yeah, I'm cheap. You aren't. Uh, um, oh well. Oh, thanks for coming. This is great. Yeah, we used the first third of fantastic comedy, but the second third is, is going to be fantastic. As is the final third. That all sound good. Okay, nice one. On that, in that case, but start the applause and we'll spread it around and go wild, go crazy, for Mr. Eddie F. Alright, um, I'm Eddie. I walked here. That's enough about me. 
Uh, hang on a second. Sorry, it's new stuff. New stuff. Uh, bananas, milk, flour. This isn't my joke book. Ah! What a weird way to start. <laughs> well, all right. Hey, I don't need a book to remember my jokes. All right, so with that, um, what did I do this week? Oh, uh, I bought a 3D printer. It's a bad investment. No, it's not, heckler. All right? Every week, same guy. I don't know. Uh, I got... Um, it's not a bad investment, because I can just print another 3D printer, and then return the other one. And if I lose the receipt, I can just print another one of those. And if they only give me store credit, then I'll print a better store with things I want in them. You know. Um, there, was a, there was a time, a few years ago, where comedians would do a lot of 3D printer jokes, um, but I've, I've only just been able to afford one. So... Um, <laughs> It turns out they were lying the whole time. Comedians don't tell the truth on stage. Bastards. I know. I, do, I never lie. I mean, I, I, grew up, I grew up pretty poor. I mean, my dad, um, Hank, um, uh, had... He had, to, he had to work two jobs. Um, he was a fireman and an arsonist. Um, Uh, then he got fired or something. I don't. I didn't. I didn't. I, don't know. I, didn't, I didn't really write the end of that joke. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, tomorrow it's bonfire night, isn't it? Remember, remember the fifth of November. It's a rubbish phrase because the important part doesn't rhyme. <laughs> you can put any number in that, can you? <laughs> but um, firework night, arguably the best night of the year to shoot someone. So you know. Bucket lists, anyone? <laughs> it's not my industry. I don't. I mean, I'm not great at reading rooms. But I assume some of you are hitmen. <laughs> you know what, hitmen? Laser pointers. You don't need them. It gives you away. It's rubbish. You've already got the little peephole thing. What do you need the laser pointer for? I mean, unless your target is a cat. Wow. <laughs> That's like a real comedian joke. That one. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. <laughs> what else do I want to do? Oh, magic, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm tired of magicians forcing comedy into their acts, so I'm doing the other way around. Um, and I'm not going to let the fact that I don't know how to do magic stop me. All right. That's, that doesn't matter, does it? Uh, All right, I need something. Take a cut. Remember I said? All right. Uh, the Ten of Clubs. All right. Well. You know, one day I'll do that. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going it's to it's play out of the water. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Thanks. I'll <laughs> see you later. <laughs> After everybody, and let's keep that going and go wild crazy with Mr. Charles Lawrence. Hello, hiya. I'm gonna move this out of the way.
so you can see all of me. There we are. Yeah, getting sexy on a Sunday. So, um, so I want you guys to give me a cheer. A bit eager there. If you're not a fan of audience participation. Yeah, no, no, no. There we go. I'm not actually going to be interacting with any of you, you guys. I'm, I'm much better at talking at people than I am to people. So this will just be that way. Um, I, well, I do, even though I'm not very good at talking to people, I do work in a call center um, for an energy company. You guys not going to whoop that, no? Um, but I, I'm, I'm 20, also 27, and I've been starting to really assess what I do with my life and like, really think about seriously what I want my future to be. So I've decided to enter the rap game. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm no hip-hop connoisseur, you can probably tell. Um, the only thing me and Tupac have in common is a penchant for bandanas. Uh, I do like my hair back. Um, but uh, I, so I don't really know much about, uh, about doing rap, so I decided to do some research. And I found that um, I was Googling rhyme schemes, just... I was Googling rhyme schemes because I don't know where to start. This rap shit seems like a science and an art. A stream of consciousness that flows from the heart. I'll pick up influence and add it to my cart. I'll spit these sick bars in the hope that it shocks. Like going on a date and wearing my Crocs. Am I opening the door to opportunities that knocks? Am I wasting my time as it ticks and it talks? Rappers out there, they got reason to fear. I don't need a new hobby. I need a career. Crash, bang, smash, pow be the sounds that you hear. I'm no Aladdin, but that's on a mat up here. Yes, yeah, English lit students. The English lit students right there. Now rap being difficult is just an illusion. It's acting all tough with poetic infusion. I'll slay this game, you know, I've come to the conclusion. If in doubts, but so far just to cause some confusion. I don't know what I'm saying, so I'm saying it quick. It doesn't make sense. I'm a dog and a brick. Cultural reference, so you think I'm sick. Name any movie like John Wick. Say something violent and real graphic like I cut your bullsack and twist your dick. Talking to a voice that could be a stick. Make a gun noise. Click, 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 click. So if that was an actual song, I'd have the gun noises there. It's like, they represent... No, I'll say anything dark just to grab your attention. I was like it at school. I got familiar with detention. You could suck my dong like a bitch on a pension. Love, Ali G. Did I forget to mention? I hope this resonates with you. I hope there's some retention. I'm not like other rappers. I differ from convention. My mind comprehends things beyond this dimension. I'm going to rise above you all. It's time for my ascension. There's this demon inside me I need to release. He's after chaos, but I just want peace. Now, not world happiness. I mean, bare cheese. Just enough to pay off my student loan fees. I'm not going to be popular. I'm going to be niche. I'm like a fat, lazy dog, quite happy on the leash. I can be kind of blunt. Unless it's hashish, I'm a cause for discussion like olives in a quiche. Yeah, yeah, I'm fa- yeah. What a- yeah, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fan Asian. Not a great persuasion, but my wit and dedication has a joke for all occasions. Like the rock, I'm a sensation with my ease of acclamation. Getting ready for invasion while you're stunned in admiration. Yeah, I'm freeing up a nation with my verbal liberation. Some historic information, emancipation, proclamation. I'll get an army of crustaceans for a lobster infestation. So a seafood infiltration will give you salty indignation. It's time for, it's time for degradation. With no hesitation, cause emotional lacerations, rhymes, infected inflammation. Yes, you'll need some medication. Cause the temperature I'm raising, I'm El Fuego, I am blazing. Yeah, my rap is so amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So, thank you very much. Uh, something else I've been thinking about recently is that, um, my, <laughs> little thought, um, my friends over here, they're all, hey. They're all really nice, caring, empathetic, reasonable human beings. And um, I don't feel like that's getting me anywhere in life, guys. So um, I've decided to infiltrate a new social group, uh, quite a prominent social group at the moment. We've got any lads here? lads, <laughs> yeah. So this is something, this is, I thought this is further in my life. So I decided to, uh, to yeah, become a lad. And 
me being me, I had to do some research on it. So, uh, and I found that being a lad isn't all that exclusive. If that's your goal, it's not all that elusive. Not about background, not all that conclusive. Just throw away compassion and come back abusive. Because you could be a lad from any race, from any money, from any place, from liking rock to drum and bass, replace your taste and be a disgrace. It's a mindset, bruv. You've got to be clear. Remove all your thoughts. I mean, like, have nothing up here. Use anger and violence to mask all your fear. You can't be nice. You're an arsehole from here. Hit up some bars with all of your crew. You pre-gamed hard, have a tactical spew. Lads don't wait till you're pushing the queue. Someone says, hey man, what's the matter with you? It's all acting on impulse, no thinking it through. Punch closest guy with a one and a two. He's down on the ground getting blood on your shoe. You scream nothing much, bruv. What's the matter with you? Don't act like your face. This is just what you do. You just got to prove no one messes with you. Happens every Friday night. This ain't nothing new. Now take off your shirt. Show off that tribal tattoo. <laughs> And you're having a great time out on the lash. Now to find a girl whose back doors you can smash. You've got to target the vulnerable. The drunker, the better. Don't try to be honourable. That won't get your dick wetter. And what you got to think when a girl says no is buy another drink and have another go. Don't give a fuck about political correctness. Got to tell her she's a cause of your erectness. And when a girl ain't impressed with your efforts to ride her, tell her she'd be blessed to have your dick up inside her. Because... Because yeah. being on your cock is that prestigious. Make her worship your balls. Sacrilegious. <laughs> Now be, a, now be a monster and relentless With that Red Bull directness Gotta act all respectless To give a girl a pearl necklace And don't think about this being some guy's daughter Pretend you're being nice But drop a pill in her water Take it somewhere quiet Somewhere safe you've assured And now pull out your meat sword And put that lamb to the slaughter Ooh, I love that I love, that's, that's my favourite reaction You can applaud you want I want that um, um, Okay we're almost there You're almost a lad You've got that predatory stare There's not much else left to add What you need to improve though Is your own self worth Because you're better than everybody else You have been since birth And it doesn't matter If they think you're ignorant or dumb All you have to say is Well yes yeah, so's your mum Because that will shut them down They'll have no response But before you make a sound Saying your dad's a nonce Because your identity Is meant to be conveying This lack of empathy Regretfully you aggressively Rely on that mental density Eventually you'll come to see That people treat you contemptuously Especially with your tendency To be a cunt tremendously. Thank you very much. My name's been Jules. Thank you. Jules Lawrence and the King of the Game from Mr. Bert Williamson. I see my position as Bristol's only rap comedian has been contested. Hit the track. I did write a poem once, actually, uh, so it was a haiku. This poem is quite short, just a meaningless haiku. Blink and you miss it. <laughs> it is clever, but it's not funny, is it? <laughs> no, not very funny at all. Oh, well. Uh, something's been bothering me, guys. Something's really been annoying me. Politically divided, aren't we, as a country? These echo chambers, echo chambers, everyone sharing the same opinion. It's the worst. Right, guys? <laughs> I'm glad we all agree. <laughs> There's a lot of virtue signalling in echo chambers, isn't there? And I like to think, oh, it's, it's awful, it's awful. And I know, because at least I know better. <laughs> Recently I've started getting older. <laughs> the way I see myself hasn't changed, but how people see me has. This whole time I've sort of been seeing myself as some kind of enormous boy. Or better yet, some kind of ancient baby. <laughs> I think the reason I keep coming back to that, the reason I keep coming back to when I came into this world is because um, when I did, the first thing I did was I pissed on the nurse. Which is funny, right? It's funny because not many people are born with a fetish. 
a lot of people say to me, oh, Bert, that's a nice name. Oh, Bert's a nice name, isn't it? Which is apparently a compliment. Apparently. <laughs> what they're really saying is, oh, your parents name the shit out of you. <laughs> is that somehow anything to do with me? And then I say, oh, yeah, well, if, if Bert's such a great name, why don't you name your child after me? And they, ref- they refuse. They refuse. This is to say, oh, conceptually we're on board. Oh, we like the sound of Bert. But you ruined it. <laughs> it's outrageous. They're the same people who come to my gigs and they say, oh, Bert, you're very, you're very amusing. They say, you're amusing. No one, no, no one who on this stage tonight wants to be described as amusing. No one's to be like, oh, I was at the gig last night. It was mental. I was rolling on the floor with amusement. <laughs> Oh, it was crazy. Oh, I was, I was amused so hard I could barely breathe. Oh, he should have been there. I couldn't hear him over the sound of all the amusement. <sighs> really annoys me. It really annoys me. As you can tell, I'm a very serious guy. I take myself very seriously. And there's a, there's a cause that's very close to my heart. It's, um, it's, I found out that in 2050, um, a third of the world's oceans will be dead. And a lot of species of fish will be extinct. So scoff them while you can. Get involved, guys. Get involved. Some people say endangered. I like to say exclusive. I'll be, to be honest, I'll be glad that all the dating metaphors are gone. I'm not, I'm, I don't like any of them. Like, they're very inaccurate. I like to describe people. A real catch, if you will. Um, that's my favourite joke, by the way. Uh, I'll describe them as like a North Atlantic sea trout. It really doesn't go anywhere. I just like saying North Atlantic sea trout. It's just quite fun for me to say. I, I was in a restaurant. Do you want to order? Waiters tend to do that. Um, and they said to me, oh, yeah. And I said, I'd like, I'd like um, two children's meals, please. And he looked at me like I was an idiot. As if to say, like, oh, why wouldn't you have anything else? This is a fantastic restaurant. But for the same price, instead of having, like, I don't know, like a delicious Gresham chicken breast sautéed an assortment of vegetables lightly garnished with garlic and some roasted tomatoes. Instead, I can have more dino nuggets than I can handle. (laughs) It's a no-brainer. Anyway, by this point, the date was getting awkward. (laughs) They come with baby carrots, don't they? They come with baby carrots, those kids' meals. I always always think it's weird, because they actually have nothing to do with babies. No, generally, they don't. You ever give, have you ever given a baby a carrot before? Don't make that mistake. It was absolute carnage. Honestly, please don't. Uh, I'm going to leave you on this, guys. This is a uh, thank. Thank you for that that random laugh. Uh, really, those those are my favourite. Where they actually have nothing to do with what I'm saying. That's that's very generous of you. Um, so I had sex with an optician. Um, Again, that's, that's not the joke quite yet. <laughs> Patience, if, if you will. Um, so I had, sex with, I had sex with an optician, and she said to me, um, well, she's, I don't know if this has happened to you. Uh, she put a finger up my bum when we, were, when we were having sex. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, oh, I'm too young for a prostate exam. Which is ridiculous, because you are never too young for a prostate exam. Anyway, there she was, finger up my bum. And I was like... What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And it felt like an eternity. And she looked me straight in the eyes and she said, is it better with one 
or two. <laughs> or both the same. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bert Williamson, everybody. Alrighty, that, that, that is the end of our second section. Oh, what crazy, silly how time goes. Um, and yeah, so sit in the drill, you know the drill by now. Go, grab yourself a drink, and then we'll be back with um, two more fantastic, absolutely fantastic comedians. Fant- oh, great! Everybody, put your hands together for the return of your host, Alex Kitson. It's me again. I make I make you clap me every time. Uh, I he makes them clap, uh, and I insist on it. Oh, my theme tune stopped. Um, what's happened here? What did you say? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's what they all say. That's. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you're still. Oh, I was. I was wondering. I because. Okay, alrighty. Hey. What's your, what's, your, what's your name? Because you have been laughing the loudest, and I feel like you need to be part. Oh, that's. I, I'm going to take that as a you collective, because <laughs> I personally questionable. Uh, what's, your, what's your name? Joan. Joan. Joe. All right. Nice to meet you, Joan. Oh, Joan's the absolute best. Ah, what an absolute. Or is she just pissed? Bit of, bit of both. That is what we. That's what we like to hear. Are you, so you're part of the PhD gang, the crew. I was part of the crew that <laughs> Very strong. Uh, is there a collective noun for PhD students? A flock. I don't know. Um, oh, we could tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Deary me, you're not tagging on very successfully. <laughs> um, but I appreciate it. I appreciate you staying. We've got two fantastic acts coming up with this third. Uh, you're going to absolutely love them. So I, I think... If, if, oh, hello. I should ask your name as well. You're I'm Harry. Harry. If, if Harry starts the applause for, um, for this third, start now. Yeah, exactly like that. We bring it around. Go more, go crazy for Laura Hi guys, how's it going? Hey, hey in the corner. Hey. hey, how's it going? Oh hey. Oh hey. <laughs> oh hey, it's good because I just planned ten minutes of that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it's really nice to be here tonight because uh, I've spent all day in my flat and the boiler's broken. Yeah, my flatmate said uh, you look like uh, it's, it's like seeing Smurfette on page three. Because you've gone blue and your nipples are sticking out. So, um, yeah. I wanted to challenge myself and write something completely new for tonight, something new and outlandish. So, I'm going to talk about colonizing Mars. And Elon Musk. Do you guys know who that is? Right, okay. I'm going to get some uh, strong reaction over there, so I'm just going uh... <laughs> really... um, to... So, yeah. But, obviously, before I wrote it, I was freezing my tits off, so I had to fix the boiler. That was the first thing I needed to do. So I went and had a little look at the boiler, and it's got three buttons on it, three buttons only. The first two that I noticed were a tap and a radiator, and I was like, nailed it! 
Yeah, I know the I know what these mean, right? Because I did the GCSE in boiler maintenance, so <laughs> I remember. If you guys don't remember um, choosing that as one of your options, it's the one that was a double award with obvious lies. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so. Uh, Tap and a radiator, fine. The third button has a top hat and a ladder on it. <laughs> anyone? Anyone know? Right, it took me fucking ages to work out what this meant. Well, actually, I looked at the handbook in the end. And it said, oh, that button's for the chimney sweep. Okay, right? So that button is to tell me it's for the chimney sweep and make me doubt which fucking year it is. So... <laughs> So uh, couldn't fix the boiler with those three buttons, so I took to the literature, which I've brought for your delectation this evening. <laughs> the handbook for the programmer, okay? Didn't teach me anything that my GCSE didn't give me, apart from there's a holiday button. So if you're going on holiday for between 1 to 99 days, you can program it not to come on until you return. Good tip, right? Then there's the two manuals for the boiler itself, okay? So, um, fucking terrifying. Um, basically, it says, we've installed a death trap in your home. Turn it on at your own risk. And then it, it details some of the risks. Risk of death due to explosive and flammable materials something to look forward to. Risk of death from escaping flu gas. Is this making you think of Mars, anyone yet? <laughs> right, okay. Uh, risk of death due to a blocked or leaking flu gas pipe. The, the, the list goes on, right? So if that doesn't get you scared enough, um, then the passive aggression will get you because handbook one is, I read it, I was like, oh, for the operator. Guess that's me, I suppose, as the person who lives here. For the operator, guess that's me. And then the second one, for the competent person. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. It's that kind of emotional abuse that led me to live on my own in the first place, actually. So, so yeah, uh, obviously I couldn't get it fixed, so I gave up in the end, and I just um, snuggled under my duvet, put some layers on, and made a hot water bottle for myself. But the thing that warmed me the most, really... Um, was the anger at my own failure to not be able to fix it. Because, let's be fair, like Elon Musk would have fixed it immediately, wouldn't he? He'd have just come on in, fixed it, downscaled that whole thing to something like the size of a matchbox, taken the carcass of my redundant boiler, strapped it on his back, jettisoned his way home, which is to a super yacht. Nice one, Elon, yeah. Super yacht, ironically, heated by a log burner. <laughs> So, to Mars. I've been researching Mars, guys. And I thought I'd make a little leaflet to see whether you wanted to make the decision whether to go or not. So you can prepare yourselves, basically. Um, so this is a little leaflet, and I can show it to you later if you want to see it. Um, they're hoping to land on Mars by 2024, which is exciting. That's really quite soon, isn't it? Okay. Um, and the leaflet's called, We're Going to Mars! And it's got um, two school children on the front of it, because it's educational. And um, it looks like one of them is saying to the other, 
mate, should we allow school for the day and go Mars? Uh, they just opened a new Nando's. Um, I was cold. My brain started to shut down. I think that's where that came from. So I'll just talk you through the negatives first and end on the positives. So um, negatives, there aren't really many. Um, obviously, it's costing a lot to make it happen for us to get there. Um, but other than that, the only negatives are um, no food, no water, no breathable air, um, and just a little touch of radiation. That's all right, isn't it? We'll be okay. Oh, and the average temperature is minus 81. So a bit like my flat, I'll be all right with that. Um, it would take six months to get there, um, and only one in three missions are a success. Um, but we're used to that with Great Western Rail, so that's fine. Um, You'd be safe in the knowledge, you know, if it takes 80 days, they're saying six months at the moment, but they could get it down to 80 days. You'd be safe in the knowledge that you put your boiler on holiday mode with that. So that's good. Um, oh, and anyone going would never come back. Anyway, um, to the positives. Um, with all of that considered, and these are facts, guys, it's still the, most, the next most habitable planet to Earth. How mad is that? And they're still trying to overcome all of that shit. Um, their thinking is that we should choose to be a multi-planet species because otherwise we're just a boring old single-planet species waiting for an eventual extinction event. That's what they say. You can YouTube it. It's, it's all on there, right? Keep it light. Um, there's less gravity there. So um, the example they give is that you could jump over your own car, presumably because you're walking to work to save the planet again um, they'd obviously be building things there to make it more habitable and this would be by way of pressurised inflatable buildings which sounds quite fun doesn't it um, so yes you can go to Nando's um, but there's no table service the chicken just floats over to you um, that's page two of the leaflet now and there's a floating chicken so you can see that afterwards um, there's actually a way there is actually a way to source water again guys facts not comedy um, <laughs> What they're going to do is, um, and this sounds totally normal, put a big mirror in the sky, right? I'm really sorry if there are any ants on Mars. Um, to heat up the dry ice that they found, which heats up the atmosphere, um, quoting the experts here, this should probably take less than 20 years, they say. So about as the same as a valent boiler. Um, and it, the, the heating of it makes it rain as well, so it lets British people keep their number one thing to moan about. Those are the positives, guys. So what do you reckon? Any takers? They're on board. Nice one. Um, I haven't mentioned on here aliens, um, but the obvious theory is that they're planning a big surprise party um, for when we get there. Um, we just um, haven't seen them yet because their current technology hasn't allowed them to perfect the pastry for a sausage roll. So that's that. Um, I think, in summary, I'd rather stick to living in my slightly cold flat without kamikaze people for company and where the only damage to my body is the self-inflicted kind brought about by a constant provision of Domino's pizzas <laughs> and a slightly dubious relationship with my Hoover. So that's my plan. <laughs> but I've got some good news to end on. Got chatted up the other day. This guy said to me, if you were a planet, you'd be Saturn. I reckon I should put a ring on you. And I was like, no, mate, I'd be Mars, because 
you'd be wasting your money trying to get anywhere near me. And even then, it would take years to detect any kind of moisture. Thank you, guys. Have a good evening. Cheers. Afraid brings you to the end of this next act for this week. Oh, cor- correct. Yeah, I didn't even have to start it that time. That's uh, that's good news. Uh, I've got some plugs. Uh, plugs etc. Um, we're here every week, so if you like free comedy exactly in this venue right now, uh, you are in bloody luck. Uh, we're here every Sunday. Different comedians, uh, largely every week, um, d- depending on who drops out. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, we're here every Sunday, completely free. Um, so that's good. We're on social media if you need reminders uh, slash increasingly desperate plugs from me. Um, you, you can like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And also this night is also a podcast, um, which uh, Mastermind Adil does over there. Um, so go, go ahead, subscribe, uh, download that. If you miss any, oh, well, you, you, why would you? Um, but you can catch up, etc., etc. Um, so that's all good. Also, um, oh, cool. Podcast is called This Next Act. It's on iTunes, all that, all that good stuff. You can listen on the trains. Um, uh, love the trains. Love, the trains. Uh, <laughs> love trains. Um, yeah. Um, what was I about? Yeah, the, um, the kettle. If, if you guys haven't liked the kettle on all the social media stuff, uh, you absolutely should. It's um, Bristol's comedy calendar. It's got absolutely every comedy event that's happening in the city. There's something happening every night. So if you like comedy in any capacity, uh, get on that like a, like a bloody train. Um, <laughs> uh, trains. Uh, um, uh, yeah, and but but you you had a good time. Yeah. In that case, I'll be having a. There's a, there's, I'll have a bucket on the door. Uh, you, you've said that you'd had a good time, so you're trapped in now. Um, but yeah, it helps us uh, keep the night running, keeps the deal in sort of snappy shirts, and um, and yeah, it helps you run the night. So, and I know lots of us are student, PhD students and train drivers and in feathering music- musicians so um if you haven't got any money no worries just find a comedian who set you enjoyed thank uh, say they were great thank, thank the bar staff or something um but yeah i'll see you on the door i'll be lance kitson good night www.outoflives.net